5: listening to Fox Sports Radio.
1: Hello and welcome inside hour 2 of the Jason Smith show with my best friend Mike Harman. Hey buddy. Where things have gotten a little interesting in Minnesota. A three and out by the Vikings and the Steelers have the football back. They have scored touchdowns on their last two possessions. Deontay Johnson coming so close to a touchdown on both of those possessions. But
6: yeah, a couple of uh, near misses and folks <laughs> in guillotine leagues going, you dirty, miserable, <laughs> catch the ball. 29-14. Uh, to 14.
1: Vikings with the lead, and it's still a two-touchdown lead, and Steelers need a two-point conversion, but wow, could this game get really interesting for five minutes if the Steelers go down and stick it in the end zone and make it a one-score game. I mean, right now, it's it's, it's like, oh, uh, maybe, but uh, this is going to be a big possession, because right now, the Steelers have the momentum. They've scored the last two times down the field, and it was a short field the last time, because I got the Cousins pick, but uh, they go down and get one right here. Suddenly, if you're the Vikings, you're going, man, we just lost to the Lions and now we're gonna we're gonna blow a 26 nothing lead. We're just, it's really gonna happen to us. Or we're gonna blow that lead. When's the last time someone's blown a twenty six nothing lead? People are looking that up right now. Biggest blown leads regular season <laughs> NFL history. Uh let's see. More than twenty more than twenty nine points. Uh yeah, it was twenty-nine to nothing with six minutes to go in the third quarter. And now we oh, get a little closer.
6: Door is open. Clint Kubiak, the son of Gary, uh, at the helm as OC. So every pass play that is called, everybody throwing their hands up going, what are we doing? Uh, after watching Dalvin Cook run through the Steelers' defenses if they didn't exist. Uh, and then you look at the – I got to imagine the Fire Zimmer chants are starting. And early in the game, they kept showing these sections of Steeler fans. I was feeling bad for them for a while, uh, thinking, well, at least they'll not celebrate too deep into the night so they'll be able to get out before the storm uh, comes in tomorrow because there's a winter storm-watching effect uh, that starts at noon uh, Minnesota time uh, tomorrow, and maybe you'd be uh, now you'd be on the road. But, I mean, they come back and win this game. Bars don't close till late. My guess is they're sleeping through and watching the winds blow and the snowfall tomorrow. <laughs> mm. Long weekend in Minneapolis. Let's go.
1: <laughs> let's go. Suddenly you're, Rutgers, That's you're right. Rutgers analyst, Austin Jackson. Hey, can we hear the uh, Can we hear the game-winning call by Rutgers again? I haven't heard a let's go in a few minutes. With 3.4 to
5: go. Get it to Harper with three, with two, with one. Harper for the win. Got it. Yeah! Let's go. Right. let Harper. Junior Let's go! The Game winner at the buzzer. Let's go! And Rutgers upsets number Let's 1 go! Purdue 70 to 68. Let's
6: go! <laughs> All you need is the Viking horn and you can transplant yourself to uh, to Minnesota.
1: Too soon for Ragnar. Come on, too soon for Ragnar. Hey,
6: Ragnar had a hell of a run. He's been retired a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Seems like there's there should be a Remember when he wanted a million dollars? Yeah, yeah. I'll be Ragnar. You got to give
1: me a mil- oh Oh, you mean I'm done. Okay, crap. I'll go to Lions games from now on. You just watch. I'll ride some kind of crazy thing wearing a lion's mane around. It's not It's not that big of a jump from being a Viking to being a lion. I'll just dress like a lion. I'll look like the <laughs> cowardly lion from The Wizard of Oz. It'll be great. Put him up. Put him up. <laughs> uh, so, really quick, you know, it, from the <laughs> philosophy of uh, – Putting it out in the universe and it happens. The Steelers now, I believe this is about a thirty or forty yard gain. Roethlisberger just chucked it up to Deontay Johnson, who comes down with it just outside the twenty yard line of the Vikings. So a catch. This game may be getting really interesting. Soon. Interference a- by yep. Boyd, declined, and away we go. Oh man, I'll tell you. You know, Ooh. you know, eventually somebody's gonna make a mistake, right? Eventually it's gonna happen. So a coach is gonna make a mistake and they're not gonna know that the pass was completed, but it's pass interference, and they're gonna say, Yeah, we accept the penalty. And it doesn't matter in the game because you're getting the ball at the same spot, right? It's still first yeah. out, everything. But so some- eventually that's gonna happen and a coach is gonna accept a penalty instead. Instead of the – instead, because it happens really fast, right, on yep. this, when there's a penalty, you know, so, okay. And 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 fantasy owners are going to go crazy. They're going to go absolutely nuts. Oh, come on, I just lost. Like, it was a five-point play. It was a 40-yard catch, and he caught it. Oh, my God, I just lost it. I can't believe there's a uh,
6: – eventually that's going to happen. It's going to be a big fantasy controversy. Trust me. Well, I tell you what, I'm really glad that nobody from the Pittsburgh bench was listening to us to bench Ben Roethlisberger.
1: Oh, man, it, it has just happened. Unbelievable. Uh, we get done talking about the pass to Deontay Johnson, and Roethlisberger just heaves it, probably throws it about as far as he can. It's a 30-yard toss to the middle of the field into heavy coverage. Washington comes down with it in the end zone for a score. Make it 29-20. to 12 minutes left to go, and the Steelers are going for two now. They're make going for two point points game. now to make it a seven-point game, which... Boo! <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I...
6: Uh, no. No.
1: I don't know about that because well, because now you need two scores. Right, exactly, dope. <laughs> you, you you made it. You made it was a one score game, and now it's a two score game. It's why you like look. The old adage of you don't go for two until you have to is is what you do because this, this play didn't make it. They they tried to throw one of those screens to, to Johnson. He gets tackled. and loses three yards. Why you would go unless we know there's something going on with Boswell we don't know about. Why you would go for two there and now okay now it's a two score game. You get all the momentum down, and, and you you'd be within a score and now you know great now we need two more scores i don't know why you did that i really i really don't at that yeah you know, no all sense. the great things we said about mike tomlin uh you know last hour on the show i don't know why the the, the go-ahead was given to go for two there i i, I really yeah, need someone I mean, to explain that to me
6: Missed the field goal earlier uh very early but now doesn't even come out for this try you go for two uh, Now now we knew the vikings secondary had been terrible Uh, But we didn't get to see that come to fruition. Why? Because the Minnesota Vikings were just running the ball at will. And Ben Roethlisberger was under duress. All of a sudden, you play a little softer. Safety gets lost here. I don't know what what the hell he was doing on that play. Uh, When Washington goes up and makes a big catch, uh, the the two-point conversion is one that is going to be well i mean it's the subject of debate uh all the way through the morning shows on sunday morning but i mean look i i know you've got momentum you're feeling good but unless he's in the the back because he's throwing up or he's just completely unavailable and we've seen nothing to suggest that he is i mean boswell not coming out there makes zero sense
1: uh, I, I really, I don't get it. I, I don't understand though. I don't, why, why you would do that? And now you know, great. Okay. Now this, because the Vikings just dodged a bullet. Now yeah. instead of the now they have much more wiggle room because now the Steelers got to get down there twice and score. And yes, there is going to be pressure. Yes, you are going to have to go for two at some point. But this is why you go for two when you have to. You don't go for two until you do. And now I'd like to see what this does momentum-wise for Pittsburgh. If this kind of lets a little bit of the air back in the balloon for Minnesota, who can take a breath and go, okay, still got some wiggle room. We're we're all right. We're not we're not uh, we're not so tight right now that we turn the ball over. They'll go down the field and score. Again, uh, now we got. We even if they score, we still have the lead and another chance with the ball, and and everything is okay. I really want to see how this plays out. Live odds. That's be the big question for Mike Tomlin postgame if they lose this game. Well, that and why didn't your team show up in the first
6: half? Uh, well, yeah, there's that. there's that. <laughs> but
1: they're, they're clearly a second-half team, Pittsburgh. Clearly a second-half team.
6: Yeah, as of a, a, an hour ago, I guess it got up to plus 23.5 mm, uh, for okay. the Steelers. That's how, that's how <laughs> bad it was. Uh, but, but certainly I'm just trying to figure out where, you know, if there was any other information that would inform that decision because right now I'm still just – bewildered but it's Captain Kirk Cousins and as we know coming in and you've seen that graphic all week long 8 and 17 in primetime games so here we go again
1: uh, Twitter at How About A Fresca? Mike gets swollen dome the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon. We'll have more on this game coming up. As now, yes, it's definitely interesting. Uh, but we had what well, we usually get this once a year. Somebody guarantees a win to the NFL, and we go all crazy over. Oh, a guy's guaranteed to win. Now, sometimes it's a backup safety or a special teamer who just likes the fact that someone's got a microphone in their face. This was Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy. Coming back, missing the game, you know, back from COVID. They got the big matchup against Washington coming up on Sunday. And uh, he went the Joe Namath route and guaranteed a win on Sunday. We got to do whatever we got to do to win the game. These guys are very accountable. The work ethic of our football team, the whole space is very high. Uh, They're very accountable. Uh, We know what people think of us. We love that. Uh, We're comfortable who we are, where we are. Uh, But I'm excited about what's in front of us because, you know, know, we're going to win this game. Um, I'm confident in that. We're going to win this game. I'm confident in that. Now, this is not Joe Namath saying we're going to win tomorrow. I guarantee it. Uh, this, this is quite not Jimmy Johnson saying we're going to win this game. You can put it in bold three-inch headlines <laughs> like he did with the 93 NFC Championship. But here's still Mike McCarthy saying we're going to win this game. I'm confident in that. Calling his shot. Now, first of all, it's a legit guarantee because it's from the head coach, right? It's from the head coach. It's not from a nickelback. It's, oh, why did I say that? Why did oh, I say that? You, you just said. say nickelback? Why back? did I say that? Why did I, I should have stuck with backup safety, but instead I said nickelback. Uh, so,
5: <laughs> I'm glad you did.
1: So it's legit. I know you are. You were that, was fast a good, on that. that was a gift for the show. You were fast. Really love it. Tyshard put down his, uh, his ramen and said, oh,
2: I got something for you right here. How'd you
1: know? Um, but, well, I'm, I'm actually having ramen, too, right now. I guess it's on the side right now. But I figured you and I were both uh, symbiotic with what we're
4: eating. We are. Thank you. Yeah.
1: But Wait, he's your symbiote? Well, sometimes, Ven- sometimes we are food symbiotes. Sometimes. Yes, we are. Exactly. We I'm are. I'm just Adam. kidding. Michael Morbius. Nice to meet you. How's it going? Um, but this was not just about, hey, here's Mike McCarthy hearing himself talk. This is not just about beating Washington on Sunday. He knows Dallas has been scuffling, right? They're getting into the biggest part of their schedule. they got all the the big division games coming up, and they're still to a point where, hey, we got to put some distance between us. There's still some teams that are clawing at us, and Washington's playing really well. We need to understand that there's a bit of a sense of urgency on us to start winning games. So there's that. He also wants to take the pressure off the players because he knows that that's not a locker room that is filled with leaders that is running around saying, everything is fine Right? We've, t- we've talked about the lack of leadership uh, for the Cowboys when it comes to being able to grind out games and win. And this is a lot of it is Dak Prescott. Right, Dak, as great a quarterback as he is, as good a player as he is, the numbers he puts up, is Dak that leader? Is Dak Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers that grabs the team by the scruff of the neck and says, okay, we got to go win this week and we're going to go do it. He's not that guy. Jerry Jones is on the radio in Dallas this week blaming the interceptions that he's thrown on the receivers. Receiver yeah. ran a bad route. This that. Who does that? Why do you need to do that unless your quarterback is not somebody who is strong enough to be able to shrug that off and continue to lead? It's a big deal to be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. It's a bigger deal to be the quarterback when you are that guy and you're getting paid $40 million a year. Dak is not that guy. I don't see a lot of great leadership on the Cowboys when it comes to, hey, let's button this game down and go win. They don't have that. You know, when they can get out and throw the football and move up and down the field freely, things are great. But they're not a team that when things aren't going their way can grind out wins. They get dominated by teams like the Denver Broncos, which doesn't make any sense. So here's McCarthy saying, "Okay, it's the it's the rocket scene from time to be the captain. Okay, this is Mike McCarthy saying time to be the captain. So here I'm going to guarantee a win, because what it is, is it's going to give a little bit of sense of impetus to the players and it's going to take the spotlight off them and put it on me because they're going to be talking about me and my guarantee and the guys can go out this week and prepare and go win because we're, we're a great part of our schedule. It's not something you should have to do as a head coach. You should never have to do that. You should be able, to, if you're a good team, you should have that leadership on the team. But it is clear by McCarthy doing this, that's not at the player's level. And I don't know that it's at his level, but at least he's making a move and saying, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it because I got to see it. Because at this point, if you said, who's the leader of the Dallas Cowboys? You would go, uh... Micah Parsons? You, you Micah Parsons and Kellen Moore. You don't know. You don't know because it's not because just Dak Prescott has not been that guy, and it's time for him to say, okay, being a quarterback isn't just about getting out on the field and putting up numbers and winning games forty eight to fourteen. It's more than that. And it's it's always a a an inexact sign. Sometimes it's if you get banged up, you come back and you throw a game winning touchdown. Sometimes it's uh, we lead you down on a big two minute drive at the the end and I'm diving into the end zone for a score he needs to arrive as the Dallas Cowboys franchise quarterback that says he can take us and we can win Super Bowls he needs that moment that time and he hasn't done it so here's Mike McCarthy who's got to do this
6: all the opportunities are there certainly all the receivers are finally back and accounted for because that's part of the situation here as you sit at eight and four and you still have four division games remaining out of your final five including two against Washington and then you have uh, the second to last week of the season you have the Arizona Cardinals and we'll see where they're at they should still be playing for the number one seed at that point so no rollover situation there Washington we talked about them earlier defense playing better these last couple of weeks Taylor Heineke while he may not be spectacular he's coming up with a couple of plays and Antonio Gibson's been uh, fantastic even though it was diagnosed weeks ago that he's been playing with a shin injury that should have put him on the shelf so you know they're going to be a tough out for mccarthy i think more of the noise is about him because i mean have you really gone and, and dissected the cowboys to say they're terrible no they've had a couple of bad losses but in the end that's the nfl in 2021 nobody's been perfect And, you know, Amari Cooper being out of the lineup, that drew some eyeballs and got some tongues wagging. Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, okay, that's a storyline. But the team as a whole, nobody's gone and taken the baseball bat to this squad because they're they're still the best, at least for the moment, in a bad division, go to the playoffs. I like Mike McCarthy. He's trying to say, hey, it, it, I'm actually still the coach here. It's not Kellen Moore, and it sure <laughs> as hell isn't Jerry Jones, <laughs> right? Because we talked more about yep. the play calling. Right in the selection of all right, how much are you using Zeke versus how much are you using Tony Pollard? It's not a Mike McCarthy question. Nobody's asking him. They're going straight to and you see what Kellen Moore is trying to do. He didn't have Gallup. He didn't have Cooper. C.D. Lamb. He's you know had some big games. Dalton Schultz has popped up for them. I mean, there, there's a lot of moving parts on that offense, and it's not been about Mike McCarthy. The only time he's popped up is the few times. Like really, what kind of decision making was that? And is usual, this is going on for years, clock management issues towards the end of halves that 's nothing new, so it 's not going to be something that 's banged on in the certainly in the national media, maybe it is in Dallas, and maybe that 's who he 's truly addressing but I, I like to think that the the antennae are arrays for the larger audience uh, nationwide uh, as to you know people going and, and criticizing no it's it 's for him it 's like you 've got uh, the the cupboards are full on both sides of the ball, right? Dan Quinn's come in and for the most part done a, a good job, at least stabilizing that defense. You mentioned Micah Parsons and obviously Trevon, Trevon Digg's been great except on the plays when he's not, because those are big plays going the other way, but you're at least functional on that side of the ball. Whereas you were the historically bad a year ago. So it all comes down to, I, I think he's a guy that's just keeps hearing the whispers about Kellen Moore, just assuming his seat and he's trying to make sure that if I'm going down I'm lighting it on fire so there's no seat to be in Fox Sports Radio the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon
1: so again Cowboys they need that leadership there's Mike McCarthy Uh, right now we have some devastating news coming your way right now breaking news from our newsroom David Uh, has the details on us. DG Breaking news
2: from Fox Sports. Guys, this is first reported out of Atlanta with uh, Fox Fox 5 Sports is Miles Garrett. Uh, he's reporting that Demarius Thomas, formerly of the Denver Broncos and a handful of other teams, uh, passed away. Oh, wow. Died at the age of 33. Now, Garrett said that he had contacted uh, his position coach in high school, Jeff Clayton. And that they confirmed the rumors and they said that it is true that he passes away at the age of 33, Demarius Thomas.
1: There's a there's another person with a check mark that that is talking about seeing it that apparently it was on Facebook first and then potentially it was taken down. Uh, oh boy, this is yeah we're getting some stuff from wow. his friends as well uh, posts out here. So we're going to continue to follow this story that apparently Demarius Thomas has passed away at the age of 33. He was just in the NFL uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, devastating news. We'll continue to follow right here. Uh, thanks a bunch, Dave. Yep. Appreciate it. Uh, the Jason Smith with Mike Carmen. We'll have More on this uh, shocking story coming up next right here. Jason and Mike, you're
5: listening to Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
1: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. And uh, things getting interesting once again in Minnesota. It is a one-score game. Pat Fryermuth in for the touchdown. I believe now he leads tight ends in touchdowns this yeah. year. Uh, and they get the two-point conversion. Deontay Johnson, hey, nice grab. So it is a one-score <laughs> game now, 36-28. The Vikings lead the Steelers with four minutes left to go. Uh, if the Steelers can stop the Vikings, they will get the football back with plenty of time to mount at least one more drive. But uh, right now we're dealing with the incredibly sad and shocking breaking news that came to us a few minutes ago. Uh, Former NFL star wide receiver Demarius Thomas has died at the age of 33. David Gascon bringing us the news a few minutes ago. Uh, This was first reported by one of his former position coaches and has been picked up by a lot of people since then. There are not a lot of details on this. We know that Demarius Thomas has passed away. He was 33. He was most recently in the NFL in 2019 with the New York Jets and you know we're waiting for details on this story you know so right now I mean the, the thing you know thinking back to his career and how great it was you know he hasn't been out of the league for that long in fact he announced his retirement uh, right before the 2021 NFL season he didn't play in 2020 uh, in fact that was his, his last touchdown in the NFL was with the Jets I remember his, I remember he caught a 15 yard pass from Sam Darnold as the Jets beat the Dolphins uh, 22-21 I think was the final score a couple of years ago because the Jets made a trade with the Patriots for him, and it was one of those deals where, whoa, the Jets are trading with the Patriots? How does that happen? That, that never happens. What's going on? But the Jets needed a wide receiver, and Demarius Thomas was out of the rotation in New England. Right. He comes to the Jets. He catches a few passes, and that turned out to be his final year in the
6: NFL before he retired. Jets played in those 11 games for them uh never actually saw the field as a an active member of the patriots i remember that because it was wow they they were able to turn that into assets at the time but I, i just remember him when he was in that dominant run in denver I mean, what would you oh, have? Oh, man, you, I'll tell Five, 6,000 yard seasons in a row. Uh, he was a beast and a big time touchdown score. And, and for a while, you know, you, we, we would always do our rankings for fantasy purposes, obviously. But just in general, where you're talking about top guys in the game and you, you couldn't go too deep on that list without starting to discuss how much he could take over games. He had a five-year
1: run of 1,000-yard seasons, but his four-year run from 2012 through 2015, which spanned the end of Tebow and into Peyton Manning. Okay, so that's what he did. I mean, he has 94 catches, 92 catches, 111 catches, 105 catches. His worst season was 1,300 yards receiving. I mean, at, at worst, he was the third best receiver in the NFL at that point. And there were games when, when I watched it, this is this is the best guy I've seen in the NFL in a while. He is he is just so explosive, and he he was a player that could that could make anything out of any kind of uh, and kind of play. Like he's a guy that could beat you deep for a long touchdown he's a guy that could go over the middle and catch a big big pass over the middle and 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 you know get stuck by the DB he's someone that could catch a a, a screen behind the line of scrimmage and break it into a long run I mean he was a guy that, that, that he was like one of those full service wide receivers where he could do everything extremely well and he was fast and he was he was just so explosive and and again those five years you know that five-year run especially the you know the t-bow on um, and, and of course you know when you think about the play of his career. It's that touchdown pass from Tebow. Sure. to Beat the Steelers in, in, in the yep. in the in the playoff game. Yeah. We talk about it for Tebow because it was the best game Tebow had at the end of at the end of the Tebow run. But this was DT catching this and, and, and scoring the touchdown that won the game. And I think it was the first if I'm right. Was that the first game that got decided with the new overtime rules? where it was, okay, it could be a touchdown and you could win the game, and and even though the fans knew there was still, I remember watching the game and people going, is it over? Did we get the ball back? Does that, no, 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 game's over, no, game's over.
6: The Broncos win, game's over, they win the game. DT has a touchdown. One of those uh, plays that will live on in NFL lore, Uh, and it's, I mean, it's good to acknowledge, right, with sad sad terms, obviously, we don't have any of the details just yet, Uh, more confirmations and the Outpouring of emotion of people that, you know, were on those teams with. With him and certainly uh, those that covered him, uh, many of the media members in Denver talking about, you know, what a stand-up guy he was and, and always uh, finding his way. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at one year in particular just to talk about his impact overall uh, for this squad, right? Obviously, that's the play that is is linked to his career, that big moment, uh, and it's it's good to highlight it from the other side because, uh, certainly, for him, uh, a big big catch. But in the 2014 season with Peyton Manning, 184 targets. Ponder that for a second. Mm. Manning threw the ball almost 600 times. About a third of them went towards Devarius Thomas. I mean, that is just re- ridiculous. Uh, reliance on a player and trust that he was always going to make you look good uh, and make a play to extend the chains. But, yeah, it's and just trying to process that. 33 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, And we talk about it all the time. Right. You know, in this holiday season and and, and all through covid, just reminding folks, you know, hey, check in on your people. But, you know, when you see folks, you know, even, you know, the uncomfortable holiday dinners or whatever, be thankful that they're there, even if it's just exchanging snarky comments. Thirty three. Just uh, just blowing my mind and taking me, you know, taking me out of sorts here a sec.
1: Mm. You know, you, you talked about that season he had. And I want to talk about the playoffs in 2013. This is when we, we thought the Broncos were going to win the Super Bowl when they got they got mm-hmm. thumped by the Seahawks. This is Legion right. of Boom, the 43-8 game.
6: Um, the one that the Man- Joe Buck and Peyton Manning were laughing about yesterday. Yes, exactly. Or, or on exactly. Monday, I should say, yes. on Monday. And then when, uh, you know, Eli just about fell out of his chair, mocking the results.
1: Yeah, because that, that game didn't go the Broncos' way at all. I mean, this was right, right from the first snap, it was, oh, this is going to be ugly, man. This is going to be ugly. Um, in that 2013 playoffs, the Broncos played three games. They had, they had the bye in the first round. They played three games. In those three games, think about this for Demarius Thomas. In these three playoff games, he caught 28 passes for 306 yards and three touchdowns. He caught more than nine passes a game in the play. And this is talking about that horrendous Super Bowl where they were 43-8. In three games, 28 receptions, 306 yards, and three touchdowns. I mean, that, that nine catches a game in the playoffs when usually the scores come down a little bit. There's a little bit more defense, a little bit more weather involved. He still caught 28 passes. It takes Jets wide receivers like five months to catch 28 passes. And he caught 28 in three games in that playoff run. And that was a great playoff. They beat the Patriots in the AFC Championship game to go on to the Super Bowl. And then it was, it was, a, it was a blowout in the, at the hands of the Seahawks. But I mean, that was some kind of run. And it was just two years before that. Uh, he had 300 yards in two games in the playoffs part of it was the 80 yard touchdown from Tebow but you know he had had two years where in the playoffs he he had 300 yards receiving each time I mean that's this is a guy he did it during the regular
6: season during the postseason did it everywhere the guy was just so good Says something uh, pretty pretty big when you know you mentioned the Patriots in there. We always talk about being able to at least uh, neutralize to a degree a, a team's best option, and even uh, even still able to put up the kind of numbers that he did. And that five year run certainly is is something to to be remembered. We talk about all decade squads and accolades and things of that uh, re- regard. Four years as a, in the top ten receptions. Uh, receiving touchdowns three times inside the top 10 uh, and just really uh, four Pro Bowls as well uh, along the way in those monster years. And we get to bridge Tebow and, and Peyton Manning and talk about his excellence. So uh, it really good is. to put the spotlight.
1: Uh, I mean, really, it was, you know, from the end of the end of Tebow into Peyton Manning and suddenly, was, oh, wait a minute. wow, wow, Demarius Thomas is, is flipping fantastic. Oh, my goodness. This guy was a good wide receiver. Now the guy's one of the best. And like I said, he, he, could, he, he could catch, he could make any kind of play. And that's the true test of a wide receiver. Because you have guys, okay, I'm a possession guy. I'll catch the ball in the middle of the field. I'm a speedster. I'm this, I'm that. It was every single thing he could. I'm really surprised that he didn't make it in the NFL a little bit longer you know, cause he was out of the league when he was 31. And I, I, I didn't think I would say, I didn't think I'd see that kind of an, an end to his playing days that fast. But uh, after the jets it was a tough time for him to catch on. And, and uh, you know, he retired this last year, but I mean that run, that run he had, I mean that if you're talking about guys that are hall of famers and, and guys with runs. If you want to put uh, Terrell Davis in the hall of fame for the five year run, he had as a running back, this five year run that Demarius Thomas had, including four pro bowls was just bleeping outstanding nine, 94 92 111 105 90 catches all
6: over a thousand yards I mean, that's some kind of run always big when talking about impact uh, over a period and you, you invoke the name of of another bronco stud as you do it but i mean to to have a nine nine years in denver and then the the houston and, and the jets and the you know camp with the patriots i mean that's that's still a, a Pretty tremendous run. You're, you're looking at 724 career receptions, almost 10,000 receiving yards, 63 touchdowns. Uh, that's one hell of a career uh, celebrate the, the decade that he had.
1: And again, we, we don't know the details right now. Uh, we just know that Demarius Thomas has passed away at the age of 33. And, and he had his upbringing. You know, his mom was in jail. Uh, was in prison for a long time. First time she got to see him play was, I think, five years ago. He was raised by a couple of other relatives. So that kind of upbringing, you know, being able to, to make it past when your mom is not there, not only that, but she's, you know, she, she's in jail, to be able to come up from that and, and have that kind of life and be able to do that, that was that is some kind of uh, story and some kind of success that he was able to have and, and, and go through. And it is, It's just incredibly tragic to hear this news about Demarius Thomas. Uh, we will have more on on this story uh, as it continues to uh, break throughout the night. Again, we don't know any details, uh, just that Demarius Thomas has passed away at the age of 33.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time
2: Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from.
5: Uh,
1: Again, yes, Vic Lombardi, uh, who covers uh, Denver sports uh, on Twitter, uh, confirming the news about Demarius Thomas, says, one of the kindest humans I have ever met, ever. And that's what you're starting to see come out right now uh, about Demarius Thomas in in his life, not only as a football player, but but as, as a person as well. Um, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Yes, 30 seconds left in regulation. And, uh, look, our business is sports, and we'll get back to Demarius Thomas in a couple minutes, but a lot of attention on this game now. It's become a good game. Uh, 24 seconds left to go. The Vikings... Lead the Steelers 36-28. Steelers right now are out of timeouts, but they have the football just outside the Vikings' 34-yard line. It has become a second half, which is probably going to see Roethlisberger throw for over 300 yards when it's all said and done. And there it is, uh, completed pass out of bounds just outside the 23-yard line. So 16 seconds left to go. Roethlisberger's over 300. Suddenly, it's a big night, and the Steelers have a chance to pull this game out. Mike Carmen, who to thunk
4: it?
6: Well, I also was waiting to see uh, whether Chase Claypool was going to get knocked out by his own teammate. Uh, Caught the ball on a big fourth down, so gets the conversion, and then starts to pose. The center runs over, jacks him upside the the shoulder, and steals the ball from his hand. Like, what what are we doing, man? Come on. (laughs) We can't stop it. This isn't college football. And we have no timeouts. Let's go. <laughs> Look at you. You're like Austin Johnson. Let's go. Let's go. But, but it was amazing. Go. He makes the catch and then goes into this little almost, you know, Avengers-like pose, and he's pointing. It's like, what the hell are you doing, man?
1: Bum, 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 uh, they go deep in the end zone to Washington. Roethlisberger throws a horrible pass in the double yeah, no coverage. Uh, should have been intercepted, but the Vikings DBs run into each other because I got it, I got it, I got it. So instead, it falls incomplete. There are 11 seconds left to go. The Steelers have the football at the Vikings 24-yard line, down eight. And if they could somehow pull this out, this would this would be the, <laughs> the biggest uh, choke you've seen in the NFL this yeah. year and the biggest comeback. uh for the Steelers and the Vikings. And Deontay Johnson catches a pass at the – 12-yard line. Roethlisberger throws it to the middle of the field. Johnson catches it and is able to get wow. out of bounds. That's a bold with- strategy, Cotton. Ooh, that's a dangerous pass. My goodness. Uh, Johnson catch almost gets tackled well in bounds, but is able to run straight out of bounds. So the Steelers are going to have one more shot at this with three seconds left from the 11 11- Yard line. I mean that. That's such a dangerous <laughs> play, but that's such a great play by Johnson. I am like three to, uh, seconds ahead
6: of you. I don't Are know you ahead you of me right pen? now? I don't know if you heard my pen just throw get I thrown to the ground. <laughs> well, if it was a
1: touchdown to Deontay Johnson, tell me because I'm watching the play as it goes right now. It is a incomplete pass. Oh, Friar booth had it. into triple coverage to Pat. But Friar he got booth. it there. Oh man, into. Th- There's got to be somebody else open instead of three guys you're throwing. It it doesn't
6: matter. Watch the throw again. Watch the replay. The ball should have been caught.
1: Oh, my goodness. The Vikings hold on to win. 36-28. Thirty-six twenty-eight. They improved to six and seven. Steelers fall to six-six and one. Mike Zimmer's walking off the field saying, "Who? I have a job for one more week because this was really bad." Uh, I'm watching the replay right now, and the Steelers had Johnson split out by himself, wide to the right. But Roethlisberger, you no, know, he had a beat on it. And
6: come Fryer-Muth, on, that's a perfect pass. It's a great pass. That's a, a touchdown. It, it, it is.
1: It's into triple coverage, but it is a good pass. And you wonder, did Friermuth hear steps? Did he look? Because it looked like the ball hit him in the hands and he kind of turned to see the DB he gets hit and the ball hits the ground
6: yeah he took his eye off it because he knew the DB was coming very huge play too you know why plus three and a half Goes to the wayside with that as well. Oh, wow. Friermuth could have had it, and boy, we could have had a two-point conversion for overtime.
1: Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. My goodness, all the drama. We continue to break it down. Coming up next to the Steelers. We're that close. Keep
5: it right here. Jason and Mike. Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. I hate that song.
1: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Uh, and boy, did we just see a thrilling end to a game we didn't think was going to have a thrilling end. It was 29 nothing Vikings with the lead in the second half, and it comes down to a final pass that the Steelers... Almost get what could have been the game-tying touchdown on. Pat Fryermuth in the midst of triple coverage. Looks like he takes his eye off the ball a little bit. Instead, it could have been a touchdown reception. But instead, it was incomplete. The ball falls to the ground, and the Vikings win it 36 to twenty-eight. Now, one of the big conversations coming off of this game is going to be what happened with about forty seconds left to go. Mike, you alluded to it a few minutes ago. Chase Claypool catches a pass for a first down with about forty-three seconds left to go. It was fourth and one, and they go in, and and it's a and it's a first down. And Chase Claypool decides to get on one knee and stop and put his hand forward because I got a signal yeah. that I caught a big pass for a first down. Well, and he did see- like the Usain Bolt pose. Yes, yes. I'm going to stop, and I'm going to show you, hey, I made the first down. And you saw one of his teammates run up to give me the ball, line up. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers might have been able to get one more play. They well, might have been lost able to get to- one more play.
6: And- they lost anywhere from 10 to 14 seconds, depending on how much you want to say it was going to take if – Claypool had just turned and gotten the ball back in because Turner comes to get it but then he gets bumped so the ball rolls around so it goes right. from if you time it it's it's somewhere in the vicinity of 12 to 15 seconds loss by time Roethlisberger's able to set and and down and clock the ball so now you've only got 24 seconds when at a minimum you should have had 35 no and and it probably would have been because
1: that was a first down play at the 12 right it was a fir- the blast right. pass was a first down play Pass at the 12th. Now you probably have to throw it into the end zone every play because you can't risk getting tackled by before the goal line because you don't have any timeouts left. But that would have been at least, at least two more plays. Because you don't know. It might have been a little bit more time left. You don't know what it would have been if he throws the ball back and they by the time they get in ticket, maybe there's you know five less seconds than you think you are gonna be on the clock. But I think you're you know, you, you can easily say without being out, that was at least probably two that was at least two more plays sure. that the Steelers could have had to go there and that and at being six six and one that's the difference between the playoffs and going home you know that it's playoff and going home but you know sometimes receivers no 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 i gotta celebrate i gotta show you that i made the play and got the first down i mean yeah i get it when, when you do it in the middle of a game yeah i understand it's the fun part of the game it's a big deal to get. It. i like doing i like seeing it but come
6: on man this is the end of the game <laughs> no exactly <laughs> to save every bleep it, and second chase it, play, it, It's all about down and distance and time and time on the clock. You're in a two-minute drill. Posing is not part of it. It's just, come on, man. Mike Tomlin, I I can't imagine after what Claypool did, you know, and having to come back at him about the music thing, how that goes. Meanwhile, on the other side, they got a lot of answers to to give over why they're still passing the ball.
1: Man, I'll tell you, I can't wait to see what Mike Tomlin and other Steelers Have to say after this, we got all kinds of controversy coming up next. Plus, we'll continue to remember the life and career of Demarius Thomas. This is Fox Sports Radio.
2: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to
5: love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com schedule release to learn more. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With Samuel. Bogri's